0: Hi, I'm Matt.
1: <laughs> I'm Rachel.
0: And welcome to The Tim's episode 66.
1: I felt like a rude way to end an <laughs> argument.
0: <laughs> an argument feels like a gross exaggeration of the situation here.
1: That's interesting.
0: Welcome to the podcast, Rachel.
1: <laughs> Glad to be here, Matt. <laughs> what are we talking about tonight?
0: Oh, well, not our argument that...
1: Not how to date your spouse. (laughs)
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, I do want to give you just a little behind the scenes. The fight we had was not a knockdown drag out. Rachel thought we were both working on our notes for the podcast and I happened to be sending a work email.
1: Which was not what we discussed. The order for the evening would be.
0: Admittedly not, but I did not realize Rachel was working on her notes. It's my only defense, but not really my defense because I said that, but she literally asked me a question two seconds before I said that about the podcast, so.
1: I'm glad you've come around to my side of the argument. My
0: listening comprehension, I understood the question, I didn't quite put two and two together. Anyway, just so you know, we're, we're fine. We love each other.
1: Just a note, that is not actually an apology <laughs> <laughs> or an admittance of wrong. <laughs> just, just a little free relationship advice for all of our listeners out there.
0: Hi, I'm Matt.
1: <laughs> nope. This is all staying in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. I am, I am sorry. I did deviate from what we had discussed. I wasn't quite thinking things through. I apologize.
1: Apology accepted.
0: All right. I think this is your topic, actually. Do you want to kind of set us up?
1: Sure. We are people who go on vacation. We like vacation. We take all of our own vacations. And so we wanted to talk about what that's like.
0: I guess that's one way to do it. Yeah.
1: Some of the best things, some of the worst things. Yep. And things we've learned.
0: Let's start with worst.
1: Okay, so we're... So so this
0: is not the worst of vacation. This is of we're reflecting on being parents of a toddler. What's the worst parts of that experience?
1: Yep. I'll be curious if we overlap on any of these or if our answers are different. Okay. Uh, So my first worst of vacations as a parent Is that you have to add one to two hours to every trip?
0: Oh, that wasn't on my list, but that's a really good one.
1: So this is most obvious when you go on a car trip, but yeah, specifically driving. But it probably is somewhat true for an airplane trip. Just, I mean, the flight is the flight, but the leading up to the airport, the getting out of the airport, all that. This applies, Mm. but especially for car trips. We went to Oregon and drove what google maps originally stated when we pulled it of our driveway as a six hour 48 minute drive yeah and i think at least on our way back it was close to nine hours
0: really it was of so a much. trip
1: yeah from like leaving to returning home oh, wow. and that's because we had to stop we probably stopped three times on the way back because we would stop to let Oliver run around because it's a long time for anyone to be in a car, but especially a toddler when they're in a car seat. And so it's always recommended that you let them kind of run around. So we did that. We would get lunch from somewhere. Someone had recommended to us to go find a park after you get lunch, which is a great idea. So Oliver took good use of that. But then he got upset because he was bored or uncomfortable and wanted out of the car seat. So then we had to stop to find another thing to give him, which we'll talk about later. Yep. And... Then we had to stop because we had to go to the bathroom. It just becomes this whole drawn out thing. Yeah. And there's no blitzing a trip with a kid, at least at this age, but yeah. probably never. <laughs> <laughs>
0: probably never. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good worst. That might be the number one worst. It wasn't even on my list, but I feel like you have a very good memory for things that happened. One of my worsts was you don't get to switch off. You're always having to have attention. And even in our context, we were actually with a lot of family. But you realize that everyone else is also on vacation. So unless someone owns, like, hey, I am watching Oliver right now. Like, even just having eight people in a room actually isn't enough. Someone has to be, like, mentally tuned into what he's doing. Yeah. And, like, I recognize that that's just a responsibility of parenting on vacation. Also kind of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> just want to switch off, I'm like read my book, ignore what's going on around me or like just tune out or enjoy a snack and a nice drink. But can't really do that. No.
1: Yeah. I had something similar to this just as something that we've learned is that in this season, like to truly relax on vacation, we either need to go by ourselves without Oliver yeah. or we need to go with people. And have clear expectations that at some point they are taking responsibility for her. Yeah,
0: and let's be clear, it, what that's not like. The expectations do need to be clear because that's on us. Like, yeah, we weren't. This was not a a mistake that our family made or anything like that.
1: Totally like, not. I'm just saying, if we're looking to truly relax, like we from my 30th birthday last year, we went to San Diego and we asked your parents to come with us if they'd be willing to. We would help cover some of the cost if they kind of came with the understanding that one night you and I wanted to go out on a date night and they would watch Oliver. And graciously, they accepted and came in. It was super fun, and, but we knew for like at least four hours that we would have time to ourselves. But if we had just assumed that that might happen or your parents might offer or like, oh, we're all going to go together, like that probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And... That's fine. Like, not every vacation has to be, quote-unquote, relaxing in the same way. But I think that is just a reality of this season.
0: Yeah. I don't know whether this is a best or a worst. It might be a little bit of both. But I'd noted down, your evenings are limited. With bedtime, because you can't... It, well, let me put it this way. We know it would be unwise for us to sacrifice bedtime for every night of vacation. So maybe you can stretch, like, a night or something like that. But otherwise, Oliver kind of needs... It's probably healthiest for him and for everyone, for him to be on a schedule and to go to bed at a regular time, which means there's not a lot of like going out late. Now, I say that could be a best too, because I'm not one particularly to go out (laughs) at night. I don't mind uh, being comfy and somewhere cozy in the evening, but I can see how at times that's cramping, cramping one's style a little bit.
1: Yeah, see, I actually put this as a best Oh, that I think going with a kid or at least a toddler forces you to slow down i think it does inform what kind of trips you can take in this season yeah so when we went with your family we all just rented a big cottage and we had no agenda and we were all just hanging out and so it worked it was fine it was actually nice to like okay in the afternoon we all come back and for two hours all of our naps and we all sit around and read or whatever
0: oh well see i had siestas afternoon siestas as a clear best so i (laughs) differentiated by the afternoons Uh, and the evenings so in other words i can see on vacation like sometimes you might want to do something in the evenings yeah like go out but for me i'm like the afternoon having that quiet afternoon every day that was like just squarely a hundred percent in the best the best column
1: And it does, I think, help you live a little bit like a local because like one of the big things we did was like find parks with Oliver because Mm -hmm. that's a great thing to do or, you know, so I think it just it does definitely impact the type of vacation you can have and really enjoy it.
0: I have one last worst. I don't know if you have any others.
1: Yes, one more.
0: Okay, my last worst is traveling meltdowns this kind of ties in with your first worst time. Oliver didn't have necessarily like a colossal one that was like hours and hours, but even, even one minute of like a traveling meltdown and distress, especially in a car, well, actually, or flying, it doesn't matter. You, in that moment as a parent, have no idea how long this will last. And the panic and the uncertainty of not knowing (laughs) is this now the rest of my traveling time is is the worst I think it's that particular moment like that experience the meltdown is usually like okay if I can just get over the crying like I'll survive but it is the not knowing am I in right now for the rest of this flight being like this or the rest of this car drive that that feeling that question that's the worst
1: I think that applies to the vacation in general, too. Like, the first night, Oliver had a really hard time going to sleep. And you're like, is every night going to be this, like, drawn out battle? Yeah, and then by, like, night two, he was, like, home, home, like, when it was bedtime. Like, he wanted to go home and he was pretty upset about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh gosh, like, is he just going to be miserable the rest of this vacation? And you just don't know. And I don't you. Know. So, and you're kind of stuck, like you've committed to something. So, yeah, I totally agree with that one.
0: Yeah. All right. What's your last worst?
1: I realize it's not actually worst. Oh,
0: okay. What are you, you're reclassifying it on the fly?
1: I'm reclass, I'm combining. So, one of the lessons I feel like I learned was that I don't need to pack as much entertainment for Oliver as I thought I would have to. (laughs) So my my worst was going to be like, you have to pack so much more when you have a kid. Like I always this is my like fun fact that I tell people is like when we went, you and I went to Australia a couple years ago
0: yeah. for two weeks, mm-hmm.
1: a big trip. And I took a carry on suitcase and a duffel bag and a backpack.
0: And we shared the duffel bag.
1: Yeah. And that is and you took a carry on and that carry is all we took to yeah. Australia for two weeks. And it was totally fine. And now, like, we can't go more than two hours. We can't go anywhere overnight with that few of bags. And it's just wild. And some of that is unavoidable. Yeah. And it's just, wow. But I did pack a lot of toys when we went to Oregon. And I realized, like, he barely touched them. Because he really can be entertained by most things. Like, I could have gone into the kitchen in the Airbnb and grabbed, like, Strainer and some wooden spoons and he would have been just as happy. You know, so I think that was a helpful reframing thing. Like a few trains or something here and there, but like he doesn't need a ton of toys packed.
0: Okay, that segues nicely into one of my bests. Okay. Is that okay if we move to bests? Yep. Is that you do, with a dollar, see the world afresh. And like what you're saying, like anything could be a toy. A strainer and a couple wooden spoons can be a toy. But like just the things that you see Oliver delight in like we went to a park there and there was a sand volleyball court which is almost my worst nightmare not the volleyball part but just the existence of sand at a (laughs) Uh non-beach scenario and of course Oliver is just like delighted by it and like he runs across an entire field to get to the sand volleyball court a
1: huge field (laughs) like a
0: huge huge field and fortunately he didn't get super sandy just a little bit but like I mean, the kid just loves sand. And I don't know that it's really changing my opinion, but seeing his delight and happiness and something like that is there's a particular joy to it. It's one of the best parts. And when you get outside of your usual routine, right, there's new things for him to experience.
1: This was really true when we went to Disney World, too. We took him when he was about 18 months. And, I mean, he actually went on a number of rides because he was so little and we could just bring him on stuff. But one of the best parts was him dancing to, like, the music from the parade or maybe even just from the speakers one day and we have this video of him like with his arms up and he's shaking around and it is the cutest sweetest thing and it's like those little things that yeah you don't experience in your normal life or you're aren't like stopped enough to pay attention to but it wasn't actually like the thing you thought it you were going for yeah you know
0: right yeah that was one of my best how about you
1: i don't really have any more best
0: oh no Okay, I'll, I'll add one. Right. I think my vacation rhythm is the vacation rhythm of a toddler. <laughs> By this, I mean, we already talked about the afternoon siestas. I already equivocated on the evenings. But the doing one thing rhythm and then saying that was enough. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that, that's about right. That's about the energy I have too. Like when I'm, when I'm on vacation, it's like, yeah, let's go out and do something. That sounds good. And then let's be done.
1: Oh, let's go home and take a nap.
0: (laughs) Take a nap, relax, just enjoy not having other responsibilities. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm tracking with that. That was one of my favorite things about this vacation. It's like, okay, we didn't do too much, but we did some things. We got out. I do feel like I could do a vacation where we do nothing and I would be pretty happy, but it's helpful to do like one thing. That's really all Oliver and I can handle.
1: (laughs) Okay, so do you think that as we've kind of entered this toddler phase with him, do you feel like we are subconsciously doing less vacations because of these challenges? Or do you feel like we're just shifting what type of vacations we do? Or do you feel like we're just plowing ahead with whatever we used to do and we're going to make it work?
0: I think we're doing less vacations, but I think it's for a whole handful of other reasons. Like, I think we're investing a substantial amount of money into our backyard. So there's, like, just income-wise, we're saving towards some things. So then it makes less sense to kind of look up, okay, where can we go? What can we do? I think some of my work obligations have just meant, like, some natural vacation times have not been as sensible this year. So I think we are taking less vacations. I think there's a little bit of it, like, yeah, it feels like a bit of an uphill climb right now as well. So. think that also impacts it so it's like i don't it's an interesting question of like which factors come first Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like is it like oh we're saving money and then oh it would also be an uphill climb or is it like it would be an uphill climb and we're trying to save money like i'm i haven't quite sorted that out i don't know if you have thoughts of the order driving our less vacations fewer vacations
1: yeah, well, in the fall, you have to go somewhere in the Midwest, and then I'm going to go somewhere in the Midwest, and originally, we thought we were going to go together and combine trips and then bring all over, yeah. and for an, a couple of reasons, it, that didn't end up making sense and would have been very expensive as chief among those, but I think I did then feel a big sense of relief.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, I would have loved to go together, and I would have enjoyed you and I going together, but I think... And there would have been beautiful, wonderful things about bringing Oliver. But I also think I was like, "Ooh, I'm okay taking that trip by myself. And I think you'll be okay taking that trip by yourself.
0: Yeah. See, okay. So that one, that's interesting. I think we're opposite because it is a big mental shift for me from not having to pay for a flight ticket for Oliver to having to pay for one. I'm like, I have to pay the same amount for a two-year-old that I have to pay for me.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think the financial is what drove that. Like it was the highest priority.
0: Oh, okay. You, you felt that way too. Yes. Okay.
1: But then there was definitely a sense of relief. Like, oh, I just got off the hook.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. For sure. The, like both of those trips will be a lot simpler. All right. There you go. Best and worst vacation edition. I think we're going to have more bests and worsts in the future. I kind of like this. Yeah. Do you have any other stuff?
1: I do. I've joined. I don't often join the fads, but I've joined the fads. Oh,
0: yes. I know what you're going to (laughs) say. And
1: gotten a crossbody bag.
0: Crossbody bag.
1: (laughs) What else would you call it? Talk
0: about the rebrand of the millennium. (laughs) (laughs) It is a fanny bag.
1: Okay. Listen, though. I heard the word fanny in a different language.
0: Not in a different language. Also in English. In Britain. In Britain. But in... in
1: not a nice
0: word. <laughs> but in the U.S., this is what they are called, and we are a U.S. based podcast.
1: Anyway, I have been looking for a transition from the diaper bag, but I also like—I hate purses. I ever since becoming a mom, I, I have seen the light, and I'm like purses, ugh, yuck. These are not fun, and so <laughs> and so ah, like light dawning in the east is. The crossbody bag. We'll link to mine. I really like it because they can get really expensive. This one is not leather, which there are some that are leather, which would be very nice if I did not have a child that spills things.
0: No kidding. Yeah. Don't go the leather but route. But this
1: one's great. And it wasn't that expensive. And it is very handy to take to the park when I just need to put things somewhere. Anyway, that's my stuff. Do you have stuff?
0: <laughs> you know, I have one. And I was going to talk about this last time and we ran out of time. And that's just. The parenting slash any person hack of watching uh, movies as TV series. And we recently did this with Lord of the Rings, the extended edition, which at first sounds
1: so daunting, sounds
0: daunting and incredibly long, like 12 hours in three movies. But we just like watched like 40 minutes to an hour. Most nights we kind of finished with a two hour finale,
1: but we finished it within like a week. But but it was (laughs) like
0: so fun and it worked so well. And didn't
1: feel pressure to like keep going, even though you were tired. Yeah, we just found stopping.
0: We just found stopping points. I didn't. I don't think I fell asleep once. I maybe had a couple eyelid bobbing moments, but
1: have you only done this successfully with movies you've watched before, though? I do wonder if it would feel different if it was a new
0: movie. Okay, we can add that caveat that we did this with a movie,
1: but with rewatching, definitely great. And maybe we'll try it with a new
0: movie. Yeah, great little hack there. All right. Shall we get back to emails now?
1: Yes, in the appropriate <laughs> order that we discussed previously. <coughs> Till next time.
0: I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that is Utah Steak.